Connecting Indigenous musicians and artists to the world. Welcome to Indigenous Superstars with your host, Rhonda Head. Hello, everybody, and welcome back. I hope you didn't uh, leave us from the last session. We had the awesome Donna Mero. And uh, it's really exciting to be here for, for two shows in one night. I'm, uh, um, I'm doing a makeup show for, for my next guest because we had to postpone his show because there was fires going on in, in California and, and the, uh, the fires were affecting the internet connection. So we had to reschedule again and tonight's the night to reschedule and have a double bill on a Monday night and hopefully people are tuning in. And I know everyone's on lockdown in Manitoba, so hopefully they're they're uh, tuning in on uh, their internet and on my YouTube channel and my Facebook page and my my Indigenous Superstar page and Twitter. So uh, we got a really awesome guest for you this evening. An- another awesome, another awesome guest, another award-winning uh, guest. So it's really. It's really exciting. I'm just so happy that that uh, I get to interview my my peers, my friends. It's so much fun um, getting to spend time with them, and and then uh, and them getting to perform their original music for you. And even though we're we're, we're not performing in front of live audiences, we could still reach reach the audience through the through through music, and people feel it. Even though that that. Uh, uh, we're we're used to as as musicians we're used to performing in front of a live audience and getting that that uh, energy connection right there. But it's ha- it's still happening even though we're doing it online now and the people can feel the music when when the musicians play. So I'm really thankful for for all the uh, the the viewers that tune in and get to get to listen to the amazing musicians that have been on the show and. And uh, I'm just going to read them, the bio for my next, my guest this evening. And it's really exciting. <laughs> Grammy artist Jimmy Lee Young is of Maya and Weya Native American lineage. I hope I, didn't, I hope I didn't say that incorrectly, Jimmy. He is a well-known artist in Native America and abroad. He released his first CD, Apache, in 2001, and was nominated in the category of Best New Group at the Native American Music Awards in 2002. The CD also won at the Rock City Music Awards in Los Angeles for Best Pop and Best Rock Song, and at the LA Music Awards for Native American Artist of the Year, which he has won three times. In 2004, the second release, Maya, exploded into the Native American music scene, earning a double nomination at the NAMIs for Male Artist of the Year and Song of the Year, winning the latter. He garnered five nominations at the Indian Summer Music Awards, winning for Best Classic Rock Song and Best Country Song. It won a double nomination at the Rock City Music Awards, winning both the Native and Pop song category and again at the LA Music Awards winning best pop song and Native American artist of the year. The CD was also a finalist in the song of the year category at the 49th Grammy Awards where the song titled Maya, a tribute to his mother's tribal people. Please welcome 
my awesome, talented friend, Julie Lee Young. Hey, how's it going, Rhonda? Hey, good, oh. how are you? How Thank are you, you doing? So it's good to have you on, on the show. Remember we tried a couple of weeks ago and, and uh, there was a big fire going on and and um, it was affecting the, your internet connection, right? Yeah, California was on fire, man, and everything was just burning and internet was down and the cloud, the sky was just full of smoke and clouds and oh, it was awful. But it's uh, there's another fire now in Orange County, a bond, it's the city of bond, but... Uh, you know, it happens. And when it was happening, when we were trying to do the show, it was really happening, man. Half the half the state was on fire. <laughs> yeah, the, the clouds were like orange. The sky was orange, wasn't it? Yeah, it was bad. It was really serious. And I'm in the high desert up above uh, Los Angeles here in Southern California. And, you know, we are a desert. There's nothing to burn. But the Santa Ana winds will blow that up our way, so we got all the smoke and ash. Wow. So that must have affected your voice. Yeah, because especially people with allergies and, and breathing things, you know, it was really, really bad. You go outside your house, and the smoke had a, a smell like burning wires, very toxic smell. And uh, I remember, you know, my good friend Linda Blair, I think uh, we spoke about her once um, Linda Blair from The Exorcist. I do the rocks, um, Rock for the Underdog. It's a benefit concert for the Linda Blair World Heart Foundation because we natives, you know, I think it's something that, that we influence each other to do is to, to give your music to some cause, to do some good in the neighborhood. And uh, we had the fires rolling back then and there were ashes raining down <laughs> in the parking lot in the oh, middle of, I think it was August. It looked like snow. Wow. So, so did the show still go on or, did, or was it postponed? The show must go on. And people drove up and they were telling me the fire was right next to the five freeway coming up from Los Angeles and they're driving oh through God. fire and smoke. And, and, you know, when we all got there, I thought, you know, these people are really dedicated. And Melinda Blair is just such a great lady and she dedicates herself. She has about a hundred dog rescue and she's always there when they call her. There's a mother dog with puppies abandoned or whatever. And uh, shout out to Linda. And she's such a good friend to Native America. She just loves us so much. Oh, that's awesome. That's so great to hear that. Wonderful. So I have some questions I, I want to ask you. How did you get, what inspired you to get into music? My parents said I was born singing. I just remember just singing ever since I was a child. And it must have been kind of strange for my family because my mom had bought these records. Um, so we would have the Columbia House. They used to deliver records to your house, right? And uh, they would bring Frank Sinatra and Jack Jones. And uh, I think I used to sing The Circle. If you remember, they had a song called Red Rubber Ball back in the 60s and Simon and Garfunkel, and Joan Baez, and just Janis Joplin. I think that was the one that tore my mother's ears up the worst. Can you imagine a five-year-old singing Janis Joplin? And <laughs> note for note. <laughs> <laughs> so I think so it was an influence. The 60s, I was a child in the 60s, and, and even though now I'm an old man, but then I was, I was just a little kid, and, and all of this music had such an impact on me that I knew even as a child that 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 was going to be my happiness, that I wanted to be a singer and a songwriter. And 
eventually I learned how to, to write, put a song together and to write a good lyric and so forth. And so um, it just, it just kind of was what I always, always chased after. That's so awesome. So, so when when was the first time you sang in front of an audience? Oh, that's a that's a story in my family. <laughs> I was three. Wow. I was three. They had played <laughs> they played Silent Night so that I would go to sleep because my parents were Catholic and they went to uh, church at midnight Christmas Eve, and so they played Silent Night all evening. So I would get some, you know my nap and get some rest, and so I you know I woke up at midnight at three years old, and we're in a uh, St. Leo Catholic Church in New Orleans, and. This, the choir was singing Silent Night, and they stopped, and I kept going. <laughs> and my mom said there was this little voice, you know, filling the church. I always had a kind of a big, powerful voice, and even as a child. And um, my mom said, the priest said, let him sing. Just let him. It was a moment for them, I guess, a child singing that song in, in Christmas Mass. And uh, I don't remember that. I have no recollection, but my family talks about it. It is the gospel truth in my family that the child sang at three. <laughs> So cool. So how did you feel when, when you uh, performed in front of an audience? Wow, man. That's to me like the top. You know, recording is awesome. Recording is great because you're in this little room and you get to do it again and again. And you challenge yourself and say, oh, I'm going to nail this, this one in one take. You know, so there's that part of it. Um, but really, when you take this out to an audience, you feel a vibe from them and you put out a vibe to them. And as I'm staring out, sometimes you can't even see their faces, but you can still feel that energy. And at the end of the song, you can hear the applause and the, the rumble and the screaming. And, and that to me is like the top of the hill. Oh yeah. For me too. <laughs> That's the best. <laughs> right. You should know you're, you're a singer and everything. Yeah. It's the best for sure. So with that, are you ready to perform your first piece? I'm ready to perform for you. You ready? I'm ready. We're all ready. Oh, We're standing by. I'm going to grab my little guitar here. This is Apache. <laughs> Keeps turning round and round and no one knows the way Long forgotten secrets buried with the tribes yesterday Brother killing brother and the blood runs in the streets Apache people cleared away like thorns among the weeds I believe in the wind and the sun and the rain. I believe in the magic of a medicine man. And I believe in love. I believe in love. Wild bears fly on broken wings and find your spirit guide. At the skin warrior, eat your dreams. A black stone tear your cry. The wings flying high in the sky To never dream you'd fall Listen to the voices on the wind and hear The spirits call, the spirits call I believe in the wind 
down the sun and the rain. I believe in the magic of a medicine man, and I believe in love. I believe in love. Prophecy and portent in a shaman's inner eye. They dance in the shadow of a firelight across the midnight sky. Spirits rise from empty graves and perform the ceremony right. They dance in the bleeding of a pale moonlight and claim the sacrificial night. I believe in the wind and the sun and the rain. I believe in the magic of a medicine man. And I believe in love. Awesome song. That's like really powerful. Oh, thank, <laughs> thank you. I hope it's powerful medicine. Yeah, that's beautiful. Thank you so much for Thanks. sharing that with us. A lot of people are, are commenting and, and uh, really liking your, your singing, and some of them are going to check up, uh, look you up on the internet. Right on. Yeah. So we have some people tuning in from uh, Southern Manitoba, from New Mexico. Um, hey, Manitoba, rock on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I want to let the, the viewers know that, that you, you wore your um, garment there for me tonight. Yes. And uh, can you tell us a little bit about that? Yes, this is called the Serape. Let me lay this guitar down. This is called the Serape. And it's very, uh, it's indigenous and very uh, common to a lot of Central American um, tribes. My parents are uh, Wayu and Maya. My mother is a Mayan from Honduras. Both my parents are actually part European. 
but my mother and father are both uh, Native American. And this is rep representative of many of the, of the countries down there, Honduras, Guatemala, all in Central America. We are Mesoamericans. And uh, my father being YU is more in, in South, but um, I was in Milwaukee a long time ago and I was ha at Indian Summer Music Awards and I was having just a very vibey, vibey kind of a time, man. It was just crazy. I, I don't know what was happening, but everything was just energies were swirling and we had these nominations and I was uh, walking through the park, just kind of, you know, just taking a breath before our show. And I came upon this guy and he says, hey, he says, look what I have here. He says, what's your tribe? I said, Maya. He said, I could tell. And he said he was from Honduras and he pulls out all these serapes. And I said, oh, I got to have it. <laughs> so I bought this on the bank of the uh, of Lake Michigan at uh, in Milwaukee at Indian Summer. I got a black one and a white one and they travel with me everywhere. And I also have a, a blue men's fancy dance uh, cape and it has the eagle painted because my Native American name is Eagle Heart. And so I have the eagles and you'll see me in um, like for the U2 tour, the band U2, they did a video for their 30th anniversary and I was in that and I wore, I open up the cape dramatically and <laughs> dance around on, on the mountain and and it's a uh, these things I, I think they represent something to us. They remind us who we are, and we tell other. It tells others who we are. That's great. Thank you for sharing that story. That's so awesome. You're welcome. And things happen for a reason, right? When when uh, in our journeys, and and when we meet people, and and people come and say things to us, or and present things to us like that doesn't happen for nothing. It happens for a reason. It's true. And I think that it's because of the vibes we send out, the vibes other people send out. And, and they, you know, we exchange these, these things and, and, and it makes it, a, there's a bond between the musicians and the public. I think it bond, we're bonded in music and we're bonded in the, the, the goodwill that we, that we spread out. That's so true. So I wanted to ask you about your Grammy nomination. Can you tell us about that? It was actually a final. Um, I wrote the song Maya. Uh, which I'd love to play for you, but just doesn't sound the same without a full band. It's a very regal sounding song, majestic. It has a lot of timpani and electric guitars and, and all these different instruments. Um, I wrote it for my mother's people. I wanted to write something. And this is way back in the early 90s. I was writing an Apache was the first Native American themed song that I wrote. I guess the great spirit thought that if I was going to write all these songs, I should begin with the letter A. <laughs> So Apache just, it took me a year actually to, to get the lyric where I wanted it. I would work on it and put it down. And one night there was a storm in the desert, a windstorm, and all these tumbleweeds were blowing across the desert like a blanket. I'd never seen that before. And I went home and I had the lights off and I just lit some candles and I was walking around haunting the house and singing to myself like a nut. And so and the song just started coming to me. And I spent that night, I, I wrote it all down. I, I had a two-story house, and as I got to the bottom of the stairs, I was, I was hearing the wind blowing and howling and shaking the house. It was a serious windstorm. And that's when it came to me. I believe in the wind and the sun and the rain, and the elements, because I think part of it is that in Native America, we honor these things. We honor Mother Earth and all her moods. That's so true. And it's also a very sad song. It's about the decimation of the Native American tribes. 
I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to go and listen to that song. It sounds very powerful. Right on. So, Thank sorry. you. So there's people tuning in and saying hi from Missouri, from Santa Fe, from Wichita. Hey, Missouri, Santa Fe. Yeah. And Aaron said Indian. Uh, Aaron Brown said Indian Summer Fest in Milwaukee are awesome. I've been there a few times. I got to perform on the big stage. It was pretty exciting. I won uh, an award. Um, I got a, I got one of those flutes, but my awards sit in the, in the schools. They were just sitting in my room and, and collecting dust. So I, I took them out and took them to the schools, and, and they're on display now for the, the youth in my community. You know, um, so one day I was having a, a bit of the blues. We all get the blues. And uh, I, a friend of mine told me, you know, I was telling her, you know, I was just having kind of, a, I was having a downer. And would she would, you know, what, what can I do? I don't know what I should do. She said, go in your living room, which I did on the phone with her. And she said, look at your entertainment center and look at all those awards and medals. And remember how hard you had to work for that. And remember how you felt when the judges appreciated your song and gave you that award and take that positive energy and carry it forward. And it was some advice that to this day, when I'm feeling blue, I look at my NAMI, <laughs> I, I look at, you know, some of those medals and, and, and ribbons and, and trophies. And I think to myself, you know, every time I make an album, that's kind of a nice thing that you give this music out. And sometimes in a competition, it comes back to you. And it kind of keeps the positive energy flowing. So I want to share that with you, Rhonda. If you're ever feeling blue, take a look at those same awards that you have and remember how great you are. I will. I took a picture of them before I, I took them to the school, so I look at my pictures. But thank you for sharing that. That's, that's a great um, great advice for sure. Because we were, at, when you won an award, you were at one, number one in the world for that moment. <laughs> and it's a wow, right on. To be acknowledged by our peers, for sure, it's the most wonderful thing. It's amazing. I think I have now 34 or 36 music awards and 64 nominations. Wow, that's incredible. It's been a long road. <laughs> but it's been a great road for you, all your nominations, your, and especially to get an, uh, a nomination from the, the Grammy Award. That's, a, that, that's a, a real big acknowledgement, for sure. When I got my Grammy final for the uh, for Maya, and I didn't win the award, I was an, I was a finalist, but they, you know I was able to become a Grammy member and be have the title of Grammy artist. I mean, gosh, you know if you put Grammy in front of your name anytime, day or night, that feels great. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. That's pretty um, prestigious, right? <laughs> and I'm grateful that you know for all the hard work because um, I want to give a shout out to Gil Gabaldon, who is uh, my co-producer. He owns half the record label. We're an independent label and so forth. And um, to the memory of Daryl Dragon, the captain from Captain and Tennille, who was my mentor and who he said, I'm not going to help you. I'm not going to do it for you, but I will help show you what you need to do to have a music career. And he did. We spent a lot of time searching the Internet. That's how I found the NAMIs. I want to give a shout out to them, too, because I, I and I'm reminded because Erin Brown, you know, she's, she's a huge fan of native music and she's so good to us. And she pops up at the NAMIs and she waves at everybody. And she's like, number one, man, it's great. So, hey, Erin. And yeah, uh, she's online right now. And yeah, she's the number one fan to indigenous artists for sure. Right on. 
And the NAMIs have been instrumental in bringing uh, us together. I thought that there was Buffy St. Marie and there was Redbone and, uh, you know, and, and Carlos Nakai. There wasn't a whole lot of exposure for Native artists. And the NAMIs actually brought everybody together. And, and now we have so much more because of these award shows. I'd like to see them continue because I absolutely, when I won my NAMI for a song of the year, One Voice, One Cry, uh, my whole career changed right away. All the stations wanted, you know, a copy. And, you know, we were always, you know, sitting in the office, pushing, still pushing. It took about a year to, to finally get to tour and go overseas and do things that, that I hadn't had opportunity to do before. But I credit all of those music awards for my career, and I'm grateful to them. That's awesome. Humbly. So are you uh, ready to sing the next song? I am totally ready. Are you? Oh, yes, we all are. We're all ready to listen to you. For right on. Let me get set up here for a moment. And uh, this is called Mother Earth, Father Sky. Sunset, watching all the clouds come rolling by. And I think to myself, why everything around me is making me high. And I don't need money. And I don't need Don't you find it funny that we're all the same? Watching all the waves come crashing by I give thanks to my creators Thank you Mother Earth and Father Sky We don't need so much money We don't need so many Follow up my life. And 
And I saw a million stars Wrapped around the Milky Way Looking down Now I know where I belong We still exist after we've gone having me. Rhonda, it's so awesome to be here. Thank you so much for doing this. Thank you for being on the show this evening. I'm so glad we got to, to connect and uh, I'm glad the fires died, died down and uh, and they're not as bad as I, well, I pray that the, the fire that, that is going on in, in uh, California, I hope that uh, they contain it really fast. And But yeah, I'm so happy that, that uh, you got to be on the show this evening and share your beautiful music and your wonderful story of uh, being in the music industry and, and uh, your journey with us. It was such a great um, half hour to hang out with you. Well, thank you very much. And, uh, you know, Rhonda, I really appreciate that, you, that you're doing this because the music industry has been hurting for a very, very long time since the 2000s, really, with the downloading and the restructuring and then the you know, just losing, hemorrhaging, hemorrhaging money and, and, and people not doing projects. And everything that has happened, I think, is coming full circle now. And you're helping making it happen because right now albums are back. I don't know if you have you bought your record player yet. <laughs> Do you have one? Not yet, but I need to. <laughs> and vinyl, right? <laughs> Vinyl's happening. I'm making a new record at Glenn Campbell's studio. I want to give a shout out to uh, uh, Harold and Francine Green. They have a studio that's um, just amazing. It's in Glen Campbell's house in Agora Hills. It's called Agora Borealis. And uh, making the new album is just such an incredible experience. And it's also an interesting experience because we have to do it social distance and uh, all of that that's going on. And uh, right now I'm in a studio called 1102. I'm in Lancaster, California. And um, these, you and the studio people and everybody that's getting together and albums coming back, meaning that musicians can actually go independent and help pay for their uh, their projects and put some of that money back that we put in because, you know, we all do it ourselves. And I'm just really, really grateful. I want to tell you thank you again for doing this. Thank you so much for uh, being part of the show and your number 47. Your number 47. Right on. 47th guest that I interviewed and I'm uh, I'm not going to stop. I'm going to keep on going. And I and, uh, just want to acknowledge uh, the people that have joined in the awesome fans and viewers that have joined in this evening. They, they uh, made some awesome comments and they really love your music. So 
I'm really glad that um, our, uh, the fans keep tuning in every every show and getting to meet my friends and colleagues and awesome musicians. And, and uh, it's really, I, I love what I'm doing. It's so exciting and get to, getting to hang out with uh, um, so thank you again for for being part of the show. You're welcome. Thank you very much for having me. Aho. And and uh, I want to just tell uh, the audience to to um, be safe, stay healthy, social distance, wear your mask, sanitize. And and uh, my next guest. On Thursday is Felipe Rose, formerly from the Village People. So I'm really oh, excited. my buddy, I have something for you. Oh, I'll say first on this show, I yeah. will say this first on your show. Okay, uh, Felipe is appearing on my album. Uh, Joanne Shenandoah is scheduled. She hasn't done her tracks yet, but we have a verbal agreement, so we're trying to get her down to Los Angeles when we can. I have a beautiful song I wrote for, and that's actually um, for Linda Blair. And uh, it's called 10,000 Tears. Um, we're working out where we're going to put everybody, but Felipe is scheduled to be on the album, and so is Joanne Shenandoah, two incredible performers. I'm over the moon. I can't tell you what it's like to, to be in the same room with the big players and to, to call them colleagues. It's an amazing feeling. Yes. So tell Felipe, I said, hey. <laughs> <laughs> That's so awesome. Yeah, so take care, everybody, and uh, thanks for tuning in. Tune in again next time when Rhonda interviews another up-and-coming Indigenous superstar only on Indigenous Superstars. That should be